being an advisor in today's environment is very challenging, right? I mean, it's uh, there's just pressure from everywhere. You know, and it, really, we've got to make it a bit easier for these folks or, you know, something's going to kind of give. And, you know, why these guys are so swamped or these folks are so swamped, you know, client commission, you just can't, it can't be the thing that gets neglected. To your point about building trust, I mean, you've got to be present. You've got to be out there demonstrating your expertise and that you're on the job working hard for your clients. And, you know, I kind of always use the term low-hanging fruit, but it, it it feels like to me the most simple thing that my advisor can do for me is be around. Welcome to the Beacon Flash, the go-to podcast for enterprise wealth management professionals looking to stay ahead of the curve. Hosted by Chip Kispert, Managing Director of Beacon Strategies, this podcast explores the future of the industry and the most pressing issues facing today's top leaders. Join us each week as we sit down with industry experts to discuss the opportunities and strategies for success. Hi, Chip Kispert here. I am so excited. I have Brandon Canalti from ReachStack with me. Welcome, Brandon. Thanks very much, Chip. Excited to be here. I love the podcast and uh, appreciate the invite. Well, you know, one of the things I'm super excited, I love talking about marketing because I think when we look at how firms, uh, wealth firms, are um, engaging with their customers, this is something that probably is, we're seeing the most dynamic change over in years, right? And the expectations have changed so much over the years. Let's just get right into it. Why is communication changing for advisors and wealth firms at this point? Well, I mean, I think it really starts with just the internet-connected mobile phones, really, if you start right at it. I mean, it's changed communication expectations for all of us, including financial advisors. I mean, we're accustomed now to having you know, personalized news and information sent to us at all times of the day, from anywhere, from anyone. Um, and we don't just uh, kind of we expect it. We uh, we we appreciate it, and we um, you know we enjoy that, right? As as just consumers. So and you know people are really worried about their money, and their advisor plays an important role in their life. But surveys show that the average advisor only communicates with their clients three or four times a year, which is honestly kind of crazy in these day and age when you think about it. And there's a belief that when I talk to people that clients don't want to hear from their advisor. But the data is saying that the opposite is actually true. 74% of clients say they would like more personalized communication from their advisor. So, you know, it's time to kind of pick it up. And it just, if you think about, you know, kind of the environment we live in, for contrast, you think about making a $10 purchase on Amazon. You're going to get four or five communications confirming your order, confirming the delivery date, you know, asking about your your satisfaction post-sale. I mean, that's the level of a, a communication that people expect now. Um, and they appreciate that. So, you know, I, I really think that frequency of communication is a big disconnect between clients and firms uh, right now. And given the solutions available in the market that make this a lot easier and affordable, uh, this fixing this can be kind of low-hanging fruit for, for firms. You know, it's interesting because as, as we've worked with a lot of firms out there, you know, marketing was kind of put over here, right? And everybody was focused on the infrastructure. They're focused on you know, kind of portfolio management, proposal gen, and all that. Yet, right now, because of those customer changing expectations that you just talked about, we're starting to see this growth of 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 a bigger industry to support that. And you know, I thought your comment about the average advisor touches their their customer three times was was actually 
pretty fascinating. You know, I think that in the old days, hey, here's your statement, right? You get your statement once yeah. and if you get it in the mail, right? And maybe you have a knee to knee and, and meeting with your advisor once a year. Now, you know, my advisor, right? I'm getting emails, social media, all that is coming in a fast and furious kind of, and it's, and it's geared around to my interests, right? So, right. Hey, I got a kid in college, right? So what are right. some of the things that, you know, college stuff, that was, that was a big thing coming up. Um, yeah. Looking at, Hey, you know, I'm, you know, going to retire in 18, 19 years, whatever. Hey, you need to do this with your retirement. I just find it's also fascinating how it's being customized and, and the content curation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's a big part of it. Right. And, uh, but I think that, you know, getting over the first hurdle, which, you know, having been out talking to people for five or six years about this, I think there's an acknowledgement now that we have to do this. We need to scale up the communication. The question starts to become, how do we do it? Right. Which is, sure, I think, right. you know, where and you that, guys. Kind of, that kind of builds me up to kind of my next question. How are firms building their rele- relevance using communication to grow uh, that advisor client influence? And quite frankly, the wealth firm advisor relationship. So I'm I'm curious to get your perspective on that. Well, I think I'm kind of seeing, or we're kind of seeing uh, three things that that are kind of changing some trends. Right. The first one is there's a huge shift from do-it-yourself tools to done-for-me type services, and specifically in communication. Right. The second one is really about you know scaling out that uh, visibility. And using personalized communication to kind of get in front of clients and help the advisors have more visibility, which is kind of what you were talking about, right? Where you're seeing stuff more and more, right? Being present in their life. Then the third one is really about providing more actionable uh, information back to the advisor. So what should I do? Okay, I've got these these communications going on. What do I do to help my business, right? And if we just look at, kind of go through these a little bit more detail quickly, you know, advisors, we've been told by advisors and by firms, they don't want any more tools. Right. Historic adoption of these do it yourself um, tools has really struggled to get past about 20% yep. in most firms. And what we're seeing with more of the do it yourself or sorry, done for me type services when they're provided at a reasonable price, is you see over 75% of advisors take advantage of that because yep. it's much easier and much more efficient for them. Um, so that's a big, that's a big helper there because that's really starting to get things moving uh, in the right direction. And I'd say the um, the next one is just the firms uh, focus on how do we get these the scale of these things, uh, these personalized communications up. And we're starting to see some really great uh, kind of examples of folks doing this and kind of going from this three to four times a year, you know, to 15 to 30 times a year. And you've got to be able to do that efficiently. And that's where you've got to have some of these solutions that people are starting to do. And just to share a couple of stories, I mean, one firm told us, that their top advisors, the one with the mo- getting the most referrals, communicate a minimum of 18 times a year. And they're doing things like regular updates, could be weekly, monthly, bi-monthly updates. They're in- doing a lot of invites to educational webinars where they invite friends and family on a particular topic of interest, uh, which apparently does really well. And then kind of seasonal reminders, you know, tax season, that type of stuff. It just it fills in the content calendar. And it lets them, because people say, how do you get to 30 times a year? Well, there's a lot in there think about it. That's, that's uh, the years a long time. You can easily, you're probably, get, how many do you think you get a, how many times do you think you get, uh, um, say a year or a month from your folks? You know, I'd probably get two a month would be my guess. So it's, it's yeah, so that's, a little bit of, above your, your average that you mm-hmm. gave. 
Yeah, but that's and I think we we think weekly even like we're starting to see data that when you when you send more, uh, you actually see higher engagements. So it's the opposite of what people think. And one of the interesting ones I'll just share as a final is that we saw we have a particular firm we've been working with. They went from three to six times a year a communication increase. So they do it for their advisors on behalf of their advisors. They saw a forty four point increase in MPS just doing that. So in wow. terms of a net promoter score or likeliness to refer, and th- they were shocked. They were like, this is pretty easy, a way to impact our business. If we can just, you know, and they actually built out a content team to start to do more of this, they're going to go beyond six, but it just shows you there is impact in this, uh, kind of by doing this. And, and absolutely. You know, the flip side of that though, is you got to make commitment to do it. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. And sure. it's not the easiest thing to weave together, you know, the HubSpots, the, you know, marketing clouds, the CRMs, it, it takes work, right? So it's a big commitment and uh, both dollars and time at the end of the day. So you're on the marketplace, right? Uh, you have your own tool that that you're promoting, uh, which I think is really, really cool. Um, but what are some other tools that you see out there that are helping advisors and wealth firms really upgrade their communication efforts at both the investor, prospect, and client levels. Well, I think there's some terrific, you know, communication tools and services. I mean, if I just stick in that vein for now, I think there's a lot of pros and cons. You're seeing a lot of these come into the market even more, depending on a firm's objectives and their operating model. So, you know, your size and, and other ways you operate. But most are now incorporating some sort of intelligent AI-powered content sourcing, to your point. Like, how do we how do we get the content to be able to to uh, to share that out. A lot have uh, you know automated distribution elements in there somewhere. So again, makes it more. It's all about efficiency and and making it easier and easier. You know, you're seeing the Chat GPT type AI uh, content generation as well as sourcing it. So looking on the web for articles that match your interest profile. A lot of data driven stuff. You know, and we're seeing more and more around the performance reporting. And as I mentioned before, you know, our kind of uh, focus is really around the advisor insight. Like, give me, tell me what to do today. Tell me who to call. Tell me what to say. So that's uh, that's something that you know we're kind of focused on. Again, all this is in that kind of data driven space. I'd say like Snappy and FMG are popular with the small RIAs, um, yeah. but they don't really provide that enterprise level control kind of efficiency and impact that the the larger firms want. You know, they want a more centralized, how can I run a program for my advisors? How can I run a service? And that's, so those, they do well with the smaller. I think we're seeing more, uh, the conversations we have are more around the enterprise where how do I get scale in this? How do I see impact? So a couple of examples, I think, um, Catchlight, I don't know if you've seen Catchlight. I mean, I, I think they're really interesting. They have a tool that plugs into an advisor's CRM dashboard, and it'll serve up, it'll analyze all of the data points within it, as well as some other external stuff. And they'll try to serve up uh, kind of opportunities for the advisor based on this data set that they have in some of the uh, the AI anal- analysis. That's a pretty powerful, like, how do you help the advisor? And those are fo- the folks that we kind of partner with and follow are the ones that are really making it easier for the advisor. Uh, to do their job and to service their clients better. Because, I mean, there's a lot of stuff you can do on your own as an advisor, but it's really about what can you do for them. Uh, I'd say another one is UpContent. And again, I'm not sure if you're familiar with them. Um, they, they've they launched some new iterations of their product. Their new, new one is really slick. So they provide a tool for advisors, and it'll actually suggest based on a client's interest profile, so they track interests, 
they'll suggest three or four personalized articles for that for that particular client based on this. And they have some AI and stuff in there. And then you can send those out to folks. Um, and then they go out and they find over time as they refine the profile, they go out and source. It, this is all kind of free content on the web. They source that for you to share. And so again, it's maybe a bit of what you're getting uh, when you receive articles, but it's all based on what the client's uh, data profile is saying they're interested. And that can be based on other things you reacted to, websites you visited, you know, web pages you visited, blog posts you visited, that type of thing. And I think one of the third ones, and this kind of goes to your point about, you know, I need help doing the content that we really like is a company called Bill Good Marketing. So they've yeah. been around for 30 years. Uh, they're well-renowned. <laughs> Pardon me? Yeah, they're, they're, and they're great people. And I think they're, you know, for for firms that want to outsource this whole thing, having a partner like that, they don't do canned content. You know, they, they do very strategic content that's all custom written. And they've recently launched this ability to have a more efficient centralized distribution. They have a new product called Presence. So they're able to actually do, uh, at, for a larger firm, they're able to distribute content from every advisor to their clients, but in a personalized way. And then they have all of the data uh, tracking on the back end for the advice. So they use our platform to do some of this, but they've had some real interest from firms that they want the efficiency, they want it all outsourced, but they want the advisor intelligence, the advisor, what should I do today? Um, kind of piece yep. of it. So I think those are, those are the ones that there's a million out there, but those are a couple. Are you tired of searching for piecemeal solutions to your wealth management education needs? Look no further than Beacon Strategies University. Our comprehensive learning management platform is tailored to equip your employees with the essential knowledge to excel in the wealth and retirement industry. With a wealth of experience in the field, we've curated the most valuable education and resources to help you navigate the complexities of wealth management. Upgrade your team's skills and stay ahead of the game. Visit www.beaconstrategiesllc.com slash contact dash us to learn more and take the first step towards success. So I'm going to throw a kind of a one-off question out there, right? So there's also this, this idea now about the quick one-off video message. Mm-hmm. about that. Well, I think it's great, but it's time-consuming. And I think, uh, you know, I, I'm a, I come from, you know, the web, digital marketing, social media marketing world. You know, we, I remember, you know, I worked at um, John Hancock. I led their social media, uh, social marketing, digital marketing team for a couple of years. And one of the things we were trying to do was get executives to be comfortable with that, you know, with the compliance uh, layers and stuff that's going, especially in, in uh, wealth management, it's, it's been slow. But if you have the personality uh, to do that, it's great. You know, you see people now do it in their car. They do it. It's just yeah. any way you can find to efficiently create content. That's And if you can do these little quick video messages, I mean, I've been trying personally to try to get comfortable doing that. You got to have a point to it. So you got to think of an idea and whatever. But if you're if you're comfortable doing that, I think it's great. And I think, um, you know, we're, anyways, uh, it's good stuff. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because, again, we, we kind of were talking all about t- kind of the tacticals, right? And, you know, weaving that together. I think, you know, firms, it's interesting because I recently took a look at uh, FICOMs. They have a uh, boot camp, mm-hmm. right? Where they really work with their customers, their advisor customers to kind of bring these things together. Um, and so that so that the advisors can actually kind of have the engine, right? right? The campaign engine. Yeah. So it all works together. Yeah. 
I think one of the challenges that we see out there, and, and quite frankly, we go through it because you know we're we're doing similar things, is you have all these great tools, but how do you work? How do you get them to work together? Sure. And so yeah. those those are some things we like to see. Yeah. Uh, so you know, hey, I love to dive into the wealth side, wealth yeah. firms, right? So who's doing a good job out there? You know, when it comes to communication, who are you seeing out there that? You know, you're going, hey, yeah, they're doing a pretty good job. Well, I think there's a couple that, you know, and I think you mentioned FICOM. I think they're doing a really good job. You know, it's really about that enablement, that education, trying to show people. But then there's that side. But there's also like who provides a platform or some sort of a service solution that makes it really easy. Right. And I think, you know, I'd use LPL as an example. So I think Sarah LeBlanc, she's got a big team there. But, you know, she's always active. I see her all the time. They're Them and their marketing support team, they're doing a fantastic job. And to your point, they're really focused on education, enablement of the advisors, doing things like, you know, showing them how to do digital marketing, giving them the tools, uh, the communication platforms, social selling programs, which is a big part of how you prospect these days, teaching them what you can and can't do. And then you mentioned the content creation best practices. So Sarah in particular uh, you mentioned little short videos. She's a whiz, right? She she does videos on videos, <laughs> doing videos. So I, I think you know she's one that I I see a lot, and I think she does a good job. Another one, um, you know, kind of along the same lines is uh, Penny Phillips. So you know, again, folks seem to know her. She's always out there, but she does very. Uh, you know, she's got this upstart uh, journey, strategic wealth that she's launched, and I think they've come out of the gate. You know, really trying to help advisors provide a more modern approach to their client experience, which again, they don't have necessarily all the legacy, but she talks a lot about integrated solutions, making it easy for advisors, uh, you know, having a lot more data that's available to action for advisors. So I think they're doing some interesting things. And in Penny, you, know, you talk about video content. I mean, Penny's another whiz. Uh, with the video content with their short little tips and tricks all the time. So, you know, and I think that's, those are a couple that I, you know, I always see out there doing great things. I think, you know, I think those are great. You know, it's funny because we, I try to do kind of my weekly flash three and it is so hard to do. It's just to get to it every oh, week yeah. is brutal. Right. And and now I'm now at like, maybe I get once a month, but anyway, got to do better on yeah, that. Right. For sure. Um, Hey, one of the things we always think about is kind of that fear side, right? So in your mind, what should be keeping kind of these wealth firms and their advisors up at night as they look at growing and maintaining trust with their clients and building that trust with prospects to be able to get them? What should they be concerned about right now? Well, I mean, just to start off, I think being an advisor in today's environment is very challenging. Right. I mean, it's uh, there's just pressure from everywhere. The firms are looking for more. The clients are looking for more. There's competitors kind of everywhere, you know, and it, really, we've got to make it a bit easier for these folks or, you know, something's going to kind of give. And, you know, why these guys are so swamped or these folks are so swamped, you know, client commission, you just can't it can't be the thing that gets neglected to your point about building trust. I mean, you've got to be present. You've got to be out there demonstrating your expertise and that you're on the job working hard for your clients. And, you know, it's, you know, I kind of always use the term low hanging fruit, but it, it, it feels like to me the most simple thing that my advisor can do for me is be around, be present. Let me see your name. And we have um, one client that we work with. Um, he just wants to be in the feed every week. He doesn't care if they read the note. He wants his name to pop up. Right. 
Uh, Frank's around. Frank's around. Frank's <laughs> around. But that's such a smart play. And then he he has meat on the bones if you if you're interested. But you're always there. And I think that that to me is just not being present in their clients' lives, and and thinking that you know as we head into this um, this great wealth transfer. So you know the 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 children of your uh, clients, which a lot of folks now are trying to get into this multi generational wealth transfer. If you're not kind of a digital native, or you're not kind of engaging with them and providing the experience they expect, you're going to be in in a bit of trouble, right? And I think that if you're you know if you if you're a younger advisor and you're you've got a longer term horizon, I mean some folks are kind of getting ready to to exit the business or sell their book. Now it's different, right? You've got your clients. They like the way you handle your business, but if you're after the, the friends and family and referrals and the, and the next generation, you really gotta, you've got to learn how to do this and do a good job. Um, they just got different expectations and just to share a bit of data. So 84% of advisors say staying visible with clients is vital for growth. And nine out of 10 clients say that frequency of communication by the advisor plays a big part in making a referral. So it's, again, we're seeing more and more data come out that how important it is that you are present when your client is having, so if you and I are having a discussion about something to do with financial, I go, oh, you got to, you know, oh, my advisor just sent me this great piece. I'm going to send it over to you. That's the way you get referrals. That's how you build trust. Now, I'm my expert is now your expert. So, I mean, you've got to be present. And if you're not around and present, uh, I, I really think you're in big trouble, to be honest with you. I think that's great. I think you're spot on. So I got a question. You've come up with some great stats. Where'd you get these? Well, you know, we're all in the sales and marketing business, Chip. So I uh, constantly scour. I read a lot of the reports and I think we're seeing more and more. I mean, Charts is a great source of, uh, they do a lot of, because uh, they're all about communication and content sharing and, and education. There's a lot of uh, data and stats available. We also do some of our own surveys. We also look within our platform to see what's working and what's not working. So there's a bunch of different ways, but I, I'm a, you know, I think, you know, you and I connect because we had some conversations about that. We like some data on, on the bones, and it's certainly uh, executives like to hear. You know, there's some uh, some facts in your <laughs> in your comments or your opinion, right? Absolutely. All right, Brendan. We uh, we've had great conversation. Yeah. I always like to give you 60 seconds for your final word. Okay. Well, I don't know if it's exactly 60 seconds, but uh, I think you know things are improving, and you know, again, around communication. But I still think we have a long way to go in the industry. You know, and as an industry, I think it feels like, you know, we agree advisors need to be more present and constantly demonstrating their expertise. And communication is a, you know, it's kind of a fundamental way to do this. And, and like I say, low hanging fruit, frankly, these days, um, you know, the question really becomes, how do you do it easy and efficiently? And that's the shift that we're now, I think, heading into, you know, luckily, these new solutions that are available that are integrated, like we said, into your CRM, they're supported by an ecosystem of content partners which is it's robust enough now to provide affordable solutions for most firms or in independent advisors. Like it's reasonable, you know, and frankly, I'm, I'm just kind of worried about the firms and the advisors who don't at least investigate this and start to look at how to build it into their business. Um, and how are they going to keep up with the client, the changing client expectations, especially as they try to build, like we, we mentioned this next generation uh, of relationships or relationships with the next generation. I mean, this, we talked about it before, but this is a digital generation. They're wired differently. And they expect their service providers to use technology available to understand and service them. If, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. But you're going to miss out on those those that expectation, which is a lot of people. And something I say to people all the time, advisors are not competing from an experience perspective with others, other advisors. You're competing with the experiences 
uh, and the expectations of providers that we use all the day, the Amazons, the Tesla, the Google. But we just got a Tesla, my wife and I. The experience at the dealership, the experience in the car, and when I look at that as now my baseline or whatever, or the way Amazon knows you, suggests things, these are things that someone who is managing uh, our money should have a sense of that. They have tons of data about us, but they're not using it to kind of uh, service us better. So I think that's that's something that I think we're just going to watch over time. As I say, there's we're making a lot of progress. You're hearing more and more. Discuss, you're talking about it all the time. Lots of uh, folks are. So it'll be interesting to kind of see you know, how we uh, adjust these these client advisor uh, relationships over the next uh, next few years. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Brendan, thank you very much for joining us on the Beacon Flash podcast. I loved our discussion. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Chip. This is great. Appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed the latest episode of the Beacon Flash podcast. We're always working to bring you the latest insights and trends in the industry. To stay up to date, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to visit our website at www.beaconstrategiesllc.com to learn more about our consulting services and the Beacon Roundtable offerings.